0: Hello and good morning
1: hi everyone
0: this is third attempt because <laughs> we keep getting this wrong it's episode 78 yes um and today we got to talk to
1: mark whitehand
0: so how do we know mark whitehand or rather, this is the first time i've spoken to him so
1: yeah um i don't know in all honesty mark's just one of those people that you kind of end up Following on your Facebook, and you've got no idea how you originally found each other. Um, so we're we're Facebook friends, um, and I'm in his group, the Storytelling Entrepreneurs, um, which is just a, a fascinating online place to be. It's a great bunch of people and um, kind of passionate entrepreneurs, and obviously about about telling your story. and And Mark's a really interesting character. He's always doing Facebook Lives. He's got a really kind of interesting point of view on life. Um, so I thought he'd make a great guest.
0: Yeah. So. Heads up! If bad language you find offensive, or you just don't can't stomach it, this is not the episode for you, um, because he uh, use a lot of that. Um, but if uh, if you can cope with that, then uh, he's got a really important message to share, and one of the things that we've been talking about a lot in previous episodes is. It's about authenticity and about how you create your own audience. People resonate with who you are and about being genuine. So stop, like, stop trying to be something you're not in that respect. And, um, he's kind of cultivated a fan base and built a very successful business out of doing exactly that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great example of, of everything that we've, we've discussed on, on lots of the different episodes. And, um, and of a, of a unique business model, I suppose.
0: Yeah. So he, he goes into like his thinking, his thought processes about why he does business the way he does it um, and what the world is like right now. And in a world where council culture is a really big thing right now and people are a little bit intimidated about what they say and how they should say it online and everything else... He makes for a really refreshing change because yeah. it's. Um, he does not pull any punches in this, does he?
1: No, absolutely. So I hope you enjoy the episode and um, that it gives you some food, food for thought. <laughs> yes, enjoy. Hi everyone, this is Smiling Entrepreneurs and this is episode 78. Today we have with us Mark Whitehand who is the storytelling entrepreneur. Um, Mark has a... Facebook group business, um, full of kind of entrepreneurs that want to share their story, want, want to get their story out there. And that's what Mark kind of helps people to do. So hi Mark, thanks for joining us.
2: Hello, it's a pleasure. It's good to be here.
1: So your Facebook group um, is kind of lovingly referred to as the, the stents you call them, or stentacles you told me the other day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So. Uh the dumbest idea in the world was to call it storytelling entrepreneurs because there's more letters in that than there is in the alphabet so so we uh i I just found a way to shorten it so s t is for the storytelling and the e n t s is for the entrepreneurs so i just i was like i had saying storytelling entrepreneurs for the next 20 years that's just gonna be a big waste of my life so Uh, you know, and they say, you know, this is, you spend five years on the toilet and I'm like, I'm not spending five years saying the word storytelling entrepreneurs. So we shortened it to stents and then it ended up being, um, they, they ran with it, that they're being the people. And then they started labeling themselves as stenticles. And and then there was this, we have this section in the group where there's just a, a, there's about 60 words that are associated with stents that kind of is a play on words of everything. And it, it, I can't remember like half of them. They just, they run away with it with their own language, but that's cool. Cause you've created a cult. You've created a, a a thing that's bigger than you now. And it's, and they're running off with it. And I love that. I'm like, shit, I'm not even in control anymore. And that's good. Like let them, I mean, there's a, we have a psychologist in there actually from America. And just as a side note, she, she said to me once, she said, you know what your group is, Mark? She said, your group is it's your home but it's our playground and she's and she said that's the best way i can explain it so she said when you go into someone's home you don't put your muddy boots up on the coffee table you know so you, you don't behave like a, a a dick but she said at the same token you just let us do what we like that's you, you you liberate you know hey help yourself the biscuits are in the cupboard you know you want a drink make one you know like 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 yeah. like get stuck in treat it as your own and um and I love that. i like, why Why don't we think more like that in the digital landscape, as opposed to the, you know, we, we say, you go into any group these days and it's like the Gestapo list of rules before you get started. I'm like, oh, I was coming here for a bit of a laugh, a bit bit of fun. And it's like, don't do this, don't see, say this, don't do that. And I'm like, don't fucking join this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna leave. Like I've come here to play, i am coming here to be myself. You know, it's like, and I think it, um, I think you've got to let go a little bit, but then it's the internet. So it's, you know, it's riddled with scumbags and just yeah. knobs that just spam and, yeah. and you know, they're there with an ulterior motive. And then, uh, we were talking about this yesterday, Kate, like when you call them out, they, they flip it back at you really quick. I just tell them mm-hmm. to fuck off. Just like, hey, you don't <laughs> play those games in, in my house it's like you come into my house and then start trying to get everybody into your house it's like that's not how it works you know it's it's just it's dumb it's like just chill out man have a coffee and just you know be with people for a bit instead of saying hey everybody let's do the conga to my house at number 12 up the road it's like no dude get out you know like um, you wouldn't behave like that in someone's house so why would you do it in somebody else's i think what what it's like an etiquette is it that's the word i'm looking for there's an etiquette in the digital landscape that's not spoken about and that etiquette isn't a digital etiquette it's an etiquette from real life and try and bring it across to what these digital platforms have built for us you know look at the crap show we see these days with these new platforms coming up and it's like. There's a lot of like crazy terrorist, right wing nuts over here saying this. And then a lot of liberal left-leaning people saying, you know, feed the world over here. And I'm like, well, as long as they're being nice, who gives a crap?
1: You know, yeah. as long as they're not
2: hating anybody, who who gives a crap? You know, it's just like, you, you, would you have coffee with these people? Majority of them, no chance. I wouldn't invite them anywhere near, near my life. Because they, they behave differently when they're online. That's what Stence is about. Be yourself. Most people aren't being themselves, they're being some, I don't know, some second rate version of themselves that they think they need to be. What would you, what would, what do you call it? I was trying to think of the other day, it's like pretending. It's like, it's like acting. It's like, it's like a facade. You you put it on and when you go online. And, and I think the reason is there's no consequence. You know, when, when, where I grew up, if you had a, if you had a bit of a, a stab at someone, if you sort of said something to, to them, the way that people talk on the internet, you got punched. You know, like it, like I, you know, grew up on a, you know, council estate. You got, you got smacked, and it's just, I don't condone violence. I hate it. I can't stand violence. But that was the law of the jungle, if you will. That's you, you sort of thought. Well, you would be civil. You be you be you be nice to people. You can rib each other and let them know you you know you're taking the piss. But where I grew up, it was like Jesus Christ. If imagine if my lads of my mates out on the internet from who I grew up with, if they were on the internet, they'd be like, who's this dick? how do i get all and dude you can't get hold of him truth seeker 473 you're never going to find out who that is <laughs> so all the decorum's gone and I, I love that i have a, a... Oh, say sorry. again sorry.
0: yeah sorry i was going to say that i think that's that's been part of the problem over the last few years that we've all got suddenly access to these huge platforms where there's an- anonymity in that and then there's people just kind of stirring things up and they love the drama and and they love jumping on um there's almost there's almost like this pseudo fame that comes with jumping on somebody who's already getting some kind of traction and then saying something contrary or trying to shoot them down because they're almost like they're riding that wave and the Mm. flip side of that which is one of the reasons why I was quite excited to get you on to our podcast and um, and talking about the stuff that you're involved in at the moment, the flip side of that is a lot of business owners don't want to share their story, don't want to share their experiences and so on in case they get hit by some of these individuals that you're, you've just really described really well, which are these, I mean, they've got these kind of names like trolls and all this kind of stuff. But fundamentally, the internet's full of those people, but that shouldn't stop. Business owners from going out there. You just need a thicker skin, right? You need the kind of attitude that you've got with it, which is just like, oh just oh, bugger God. off." Just not interested yeah. in dealing with you. Yeah, yeah. So the way um, the I try and put myself,
2: I try and put myself in the shoes of them when they're doing it, and in and in some instances, I've I've had people on Zoom after they've been behaving in, let's just say ways which you don't and en- will en- encourage and i just say look but you know is everything all right you know and you get into a conversation with them and you can kind of gauge it and I- i'm a i hate making like mistakes where i think fucking hell I? if you just stopped and thought for a second you wouldn't have balls that one up but sometimes even because I- i'm into storytelling so i fall for the thing I-, I i get emotionally pulled in and then i make decisions from an emotional place and that's always a, a, a tricky place to be in because you're vulnerable. You, that's, that's where most of your cock-ups are gonna get made. But it's also where some of your best decisions are gonna get made. Cause like, you know, if I think of, hey, you shouldn't make decisions emotionally, good luck with that. Like, like I fell in love with my wife and that was a very irrational thing to do. You know, like like all, like I fell in love with her when I was 17, 18 years old, been together ever since. And I think, yeah. That didn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, hey, yeah, I'll go and spend the rest of my life with you. It's like when you're a 17, 18-year-old kid, you're looking around going like, wow, there's a lot of beautiful people in the world. Why one? Why am I Why am I sort of settling for one, so to speak? Love is irrational. Can You, you guys' screen's just gone off, though. Can you still hear me? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, yeah. So, so emotions are irrational. They don't make sense. Well, they do. They make... They, make a, they give us a sense, that's what they do. So with these things, I always try and put myself in the shoes of these people. And sometimes what you find is when you sort of, like if I can be bothered to speak to them and say, is everything all right? Sometimes they just go combative and they just come at you and it's just an abuse and a tirade. And, and I'm like, whatever, dude, like I'm not into this. So um, you're just talking to yourself, you know, I hope everything's all right in your world. It's never all right if they are combating Because I always say that, you know, all attack is a cry for help. That's all it is. When anyone's ever attacking you, they're saying, look, my life's got something wrong in it, and that's why I'm attacking. Because people don't go around attacking for no reason. They they need some help with something, and they don't know how to ask for it. And I I bet you'd find 90% of the time that would be the case. So sometimes I'll engage. If it's just combat, I'm just like, I ain't got fucking time for this. Like, let them go figure this out then and whatever. But in some instances, you actually find out what's going on and I'm interested in that. I'm like, well, what is up then? You know, Why did you do that? Why, why did you get pissed off when I told you that's a bad thing to do in my house, in my digital house? Why did you do that? And you can learn a lot from these people. Because m- one of my mentors sort of says to me, he said, the second that all you have our cheerleaders. Way to go, Mark. You're awesome. This is great. He said, you've got the wrong people around you. He said, you need people that are going to challenge you and test you, and push you and c- kind of disagree with you. And he said, you don't need assholes. He said, you don't, you don't need people that are just like being, I don't know, like just being annoying, you know, for annoying sake, let's just say. It. You need people that can actually debate and discuss some of your ideas in a civil way and be okay to be you know, have a different point of view. And this, this civil discourse is what's kind of been missing. And, um, I don't mind the civil discourse, but I'm also, I'm also a fan of, I want people that get me, that understand what I'm talking about and what I'm sort of offering. And it's like, I don't want people in my world that have maximum resistance to sort of anything and everything that I put out there. If they don't like my my accent, my face, my blue t-shirt, my voice, the things I say, the stuff I put out, the things I believe in, it's like, you're an idiot. If you're hanging around me, if there's so many things on your list where you just don't like me. Why are you here? Like I'm not gonna stop. Like, like, like I've gotta stop now because you don't like me. There's seven and a half billion people or whatever it is on the on the planet. I'm it's fair to say there'll be billions that don't like you potentially in fact go go back a step there's literally billions that don't know you you know like mm. never mind the liking the the, the the knowing hasn't happened yet so then and when th- this is one of my favorite things about what we do because it's so bloody simple it's like no like and trust it's been around for donkeys i don't know who come up with the the idea of those three words in that that order but i love looking at that and watching how people have overcomplicated the crap out of it in business. And I just go, well, hang on a minute. Like, what the, what the hell are we talking about here? Step out a second. Let's look at relationships. But how does it, how does it, how do a couple of teenagers end up going out with each other? You know, like becoming, you know, like does they go from sort of knowing each other, seeing each other, friends, and then they end up getting married and having babies and living the rest of their life. Like the, the old couple who lay on the bed in the Titanic. And they just they just spoon up and they go ah fuck it our days are over you know like like my wife says I hope that's us I go I fucking don't I want to be on a lifeboat but I get her point you know like it's like no <laughs> let's carry on but I but the the I know what she means by it and it's like how does that teenage couple or any couple or even a business relationship get get together well look at our relationships start you get to know each other a little bit. And and there's things that you will know about someone, which you go, I don't, I'm I'm not agree with that. I don't like that. That's not for me. And then there'll be things where you go, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. That's, that's cool. I've got some mates who just, I just could not disagree with them more. I'm like, dude, do you really believe that? And he's like, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm totally into this. And I'm like, but then there's another thing and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm totally into that with you, you know? And you just pick like, pick music for example. My mate loves Enya. I'm like, dude, that's like silence coloured in. What the? F-? I'm like, what is that? But but then at the same, time, we bo- we both like speed metal, you know, like or Sepultura. It's like, oh yeah, it's a... we're all, both both nodding our head to it. And then he's it, the next track on his Spotify is is Enya, and I'm like, dude, what's this? What are you doing? It's like panpipes or something I'm like. Oh, I love this. One. Chill out to this. So, but you can still be friends, right? In the in the in the process of it so the knowing is just it's like i think business owners need to accept that it's your turn to go first like they're not coming to they're not going to go hey any chance you could sell me some shit? that ain't happening that ain't happening on any day of the week people are not going to go customers are not going to go door to door to find people who are selling right it's our job to broadcast And, and what i think people have ended up in is you know, one of the best films that that really hit this home was um, uh, the McDonald's film. What's it called with uh, Keaton, Michael Keaton? Founder, Founder with um, he plays so he plays Ray Croc. And at the beginning, when Ray's young, because I, I think he was a bit of a shithead, but it, the way the way it portrays him, he's not a nice guy. But at the beginning, to daughter dog. Guy And he's having to travel across America with these milkshake machines in the back of his car. And he's having to put like uh, money in a phone to, to ring someone. Do you remember those days? Because I do. I can remember those yeah. times. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what we've got now. Like, My dad's like, hey, is that video? My best friend lives in the States. He's, he's, he's from the, this neck of the woods. But he's, my dad looks at Skype or Zoom and goes, and there's no cables in the laptop. And my dad can't get his head around it. My dad goes, How are you talking to Rob on Zoom, right? With no cables in, on video, but if I call him from the landline, it costs a fortune. Like, that's free, better say, like just a video call. I could messenger Facebook him on video. I'd talk to him on video with no cables in, yet a landline has to be plugged into the wall and it costs, like, whatever it is, what, $1.99 a minute to speak to him just on audio. And my dad's like, what is going on with the world? Are people walking around stupid? My dad's a builder, a retired builder. And he looks at stuff like that and goes, do you realize what you've got in your hands? And I go, yeah, dad, totally. That's what I'm trying to convince people. You know, like, this is one of the best times you can research, create, um, uh, produce, publish, and distribute on a phone. And it kind of costs you a uh, nothing. Like, what is it? A 10 a month? subscription for your yeah. wi-fi or whatever i'm like even if you don't have that you can piggyback off someone else's wi-fi i'm like oh my god like like, like that like the capabilities that we've got now and people are like ah oh, just you know I, I need a few more things in my life i'm like like look at rick it's a good door-to-door like do you realize how you can connect with people so I, I don't know where the the tedious link was what we were just talking about but it's this op- is this opportunity to get to know people we can broadcast that was it we can broadcast ourselves out to the world. It's our turn to go first. The liking is on them, not us. You know, your job as a as a business owner is to go, here I am and, and here here I am here's all that I am. Not here's some snippets and some highlight reels. Here's my here's my office being half renovated because I'm kind of ripping it out and put some new shit in. There's a there's my weight loss progress look. I, I got some buckets from the DIY shop. And I put all my fat in sandbags in one of them and picked it up. I was like, holy fuck. Like, I'm walking around with this. 50 pounds in a bucket. And I'm like, right, started working out, put it across. There you go. It's it's hardly an entrepreneur's office, is it? But you pick them up and I'm like, Jesus Christ. You know, just like, live your life. Show people what you're doing. The trust then, no like, and trust, is this elusive thing where where you've gotta manipulate persuade influence cajole inspire it's like shut the fuck up you don't need to do any of those things like what are you fucking going on about like you don't you don't manipulate persuade and cajole the person that you're gonna get married to one day you don't you just go here I am um is is it enough and they're gonna go yeah it is yeah so here's my sort of like the the transaction then is here's my hand in marriage and and we live together for forever and we we make more people and we have a have a family and a life and whatnot. You go like fuck, that's kind of weird. Didn't you, didn't you kind of you know give her a list of benefits and some bullet points and a, like a money back guarantee and a, you know thirty days? And it's like do you'd think people would go losing their damn mind? And that is an emotional transaction. So is business so that the the trust comes from one place the leap from liking to trust because nobody buys shit unless they trust you right that you just don't nobody's walking around lobbing money at people willy-nilly it's truth is the bridge is the path whatever you want to call it to go from liking to trusting is truth so look at the internet right go to instagram what truth do you see it's fucking crazy i'm just like do people live like this I show my dad Instagram and he's just, it's like, he's looking into the matrix. He's just like, is this what people spend their time on? So I go, yes, dad. I said, you know those photos, dad? That's not the first take. There's about 600 takes in some of those. And he's like, I I don't have any words, son. And I go, I know dad. neither. Nobody does. This is life now. This is what people do. This is, you know what you used to build dad, like buildings. Yeah. He goes, this is what people build now. Fuck all. Just to, like, what is this nothingness? It just doc- It never have lives been so well documented, and and so less lived. Is one of my favourite yeah. phrases. I can't, I can't remember where I got that from, but like we we are documenting ourselves on the internet, and no one's at, at our life. Yet yeah, it's not even been lived. It's all facade driven, and and I'm gonna put this persona up, and I'm gonna put this mask on. And I'm gonna pretend to be better than I am, and I'm like, hey. You know, it's okay. You could be yourself. Let me let me tell you the downsides of doing that. You're gonna be fucking knackered. They're gonna find out, and then and then you're bollocksed. If you do all of this stuff and you build a really good business, and they find out that you're a lying shit, and it, and it's not about the words that you say that you lie. If you don't show yourself as all that you are, and they find out, which they will, they 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 already know when they're watching you. So to think you can. You can kid people. You're 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 deluded, because people watch so much video these days on the internet. They know a bullshit artist and uh, and someone who's been dead straight and dead true with them. And you know, and they'll go, I'll, I'm the FBI. Then I'll do a little bit of research. All they need to do is scroll their thumb, and they can see they can see congruence in who you are, and they can smell a, a you know a shit talker a mile off. They, they, they can, they're not, people, we give people the credit that they're they thick, you know, we give them the credit that they're thick, they're not. They have NASA level bloody and, radars and surveillance capabilities to be able to spot a bullshit artist from, you know, 50 miles away in a, in a crosswind with a fog. It's like, yep, bullshit, bullshit,
0: bullshit, bullshit.
2: And, you know, and we think, bury yeah. ourselves in that stuff Yeah, I think you're right.
0: I think, you in fact, I think it's spot on. I th- the, One of the, um... One of the challenges in any business venture or anything you start out, like you just mentioned about the weight loss stuff and all this kind of stuff. It's hard enough to, to stick to anything, like to, to just do the thing and keep turning up every day and just and being disciplined to try and create results. Because nine times out of 10, the results take way longer than you ever anticipate they're going to anyway. But they do come as long as you're consistent and you're just disciplined about it. So if you're being, if you're being fake, if you're not being authentic, especially in, in your storytelling or, 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 or what you're producing, and everything else, that adds another layer of difficulty to your approach that you don't need to bring into your life mm. because you're never, never going to please anybody. Like, sorry, everybody all the time. It's just never going to happen no matter how fake you get. Right. So you may as well just be authentic just be who you are
1: and it's just fear a lot of the time you know it's just people putting that mask on because they're afraid of, of who they're going to be seen like who who's going to really uh-huh. see what they are and but there's nothing to really be afraid of and there's a kind of fear of i don't uh-huh. know letting people down or embarrassment rejection and rejection yeah i think rejection is probably one of the biggest ones uh-huh. but um, i want to say to the listeners uh-huh. that um you know Mark's group, as you can probably tell from his passion, speaking and everything, is, is a really fun and interesting place to be. Um, and we were chatting yesterday and I genuinely have no idea how I found Mark. I, did, I ended up in this group. I don't know where it came from and I've been there ever since because I just find it fascinating. So, and that's why I wanted to kind of bring you onto the show. So how did the group come about? That's, that's what I'm interested in. Where, where did this all come from, this really kind of unique group of people?
2: Yeah, we um, had a fr- a, f- a friend of mine was sort of mentoring me for a bit, and he used to do these things. His name's his name's Dan, and he he did these weird things in his group called Free Shit Friday. He used to call it. Like every now and again, he'd do this thing Free Shit Friday. I was like, What's this? And and you basically you would go to this thread and you would offer something like like for free. It had to be for free. Dan's a big giver, and um, you, no pitching. You know, you just give shit for free. So yeah. I offered a, a free day come and work with me for a day and you know let's see how many come on i I think it was 16 people um, and they came to me for a day i put a free workshop on basically in person i thought that's good value it's a day out of my time i paid for lunch i you know big buffet spread i paid for the room and then they come down so and the way i just i hate tech so i just it bores me i like people not tech so i've created a facebook group this was in 20 December, 2014, just to communicate with them because it was easier. I was like, ah, I'll just stick them in a group and then I can tell them what's what, Hey, there's the venue Here's what time, you know, just easier than than messenger. no one likes that like horrendous pinging all the time in the messenger. So a group seemed the right way to do it. The day went really well. Everybody liked it. You know, most, some of them were friends anyway. And I said, shall I keep this group going? There's 16 people in it and there's 3000 in it now. And, and I'm just like, fuck, that's where our group came from. And like, and it had like a bullshit name, like Mark's event on the Friday, the like 17th of December, you know, for, for learning video and storytelling. And I'm like, that was the name of the group. It was just like 200 yards long. And I was, I was like, shit, we need to call it something. And I was like, I'll call it Storytelling Entrepreneurs. I didn't even have a name at that time. I had to think of a name. So we carried on with the group and then I started adding a bit of content to it. And that's all. We that's how we did it um i want to i want to kind of come back to something that you're just saying right you know the you know the fear thing we were just talking about why don't people show up why don't why do people behave the way they behave right i have this theory it'll be it'll be a lifelong theory until i kind of get to the bottom of it right my theory is that there are two massive fears that plague majority of us in the in the business space when it comes to like like I don't know. Trying to figure out ourselves, as it were, and they are this, right? Number one is that we're afraid of being judged. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna colour this in a little bit. It's not that we're f- afraid of being judged. We're afraid of um, of being excluded, not rejected, actually excluded. Which, which, mm-hmm. if you, if you look at what sort of judgment is, it's like, hey, I'm wearing a, a, a I'm in Doncaster. You two, are, are, are where you are. Um, and, and I'm like out of the gang now because there's two of you and one of me. So I'm on my own and I'm like, fuck, I'm not like where you are. So, I and mean, you two could be both wearing red t-shirts and I'm wearing a blue one. And then you go, Hey Mark, why are you wearing a blue t-shirt? And I go, Oh fuck shit. What does this mean? Right? And all of a sudden I'm, I'm excluded from the, from the party, from the group. I know that sounds trivial and, and, and subtle, but when you break that down into a, a, a human being with a business idea, putting them out there and then getting judged, cause they will they get judged, you know, in a positive and a negative way, whichever way you label and, and and judge that as it were, but what humans do not bloody well like is to be excluded. So that then starts to really freak them out on the inside. So they start going, well, how do I become included then? So like, if you're listening to this and you you hear my voice, what if it's turned into this just so that I could be accepted? Hi everybody. My name's Mark and um, I'm from Yorkshire. And um, I would like to talk to you today about storytelling and videos. Like what the fuck is going on? Where's the other dude gone? And just to be (laughs) not excluded, uh, changing who I am just to fit in. How the hell am I going to keep that up? The first people that are gonna go mental at that are my three sons. Dad, what are you doing? Stop with that silly voice. Where's my dad gone? What if I don't stop though? What if I continue with it? Because my inner game is going bang. What do my kids then start doing? Well, they know who I really am and they know who this imposter is or whatever, and they're gonna start modeling that behavior. Not, not, they're not gonna copy my new voice and all that. They're gonna say, you're not allowed to be yourself you've got to bend yourself to fit in with people. And I'm like, how do we do that? There's one of me and there's seven billion of everybody else, how the hell am I supposed to do that? So these, this personality, these character traits, they get eroded and then a person's left we not knowing who they are. The stress that that, ki- that that causes on people is unbelievable. So the fear of being rejected is the big thing through judgment as it were. So I'm like, hey, so what's the answer to that right so I'll, I'll come to that in a second but the second one is um not being enough and put any label you want next to that it's just like some degree of we call in sort of coaching terms it's often referred to as lack or often referred to as scarcity not as in the marketing sense like hey you have some scarcity in your copy and all that shit it's not like that it's like um, I didn't do enough work today, and I've not got enough rest. It's like, oh, well, you're double fucked, then, mate. How the fuck am I supposed to balance those two? You know, like, I didn't do enough work today, and I'm not, and, I'm, and I, and I ain't got enough rest. Uh, and it's just, but then it, I'm not, my voice isn't quite right. You know, I'm not, I'm not putting enough content out there. And um, you know, my voice isn't isn't attractive enough to help people be. I'm not, I'm my my copy's not quite good enough. It, just fucking shut up. It just goes on and on and on and on. And if you look between the lines, with so, some it's not outside of business, the amount of people that speak, act, and, and operate from a place of lack, and I'm like, fuck, Jesus, like. And these two things, if I unpick someone, if I get behind the behind the scene, I go, hey, hey, what's happening? You all right? What's happening? Is my, is my favorite question. Cause then they'll point you in whatever direction is happening and you just get straight to the case. So they'll go down that route and you always find these two. It's fucking never not happening. It's like, Hey, I'm afraid of what people might think, say, or feel about me. I'm like, all right. And I'm not enough in some way, shape or form. The answer to both is really simple. Um, if you wake up in the morning, open your eyes and you, you, you know, you like literally the moment you wake up, you must tell yourself who you are. Like, like, and I think a good place to start with that is some values. So my three values are uh, joy, truth, and love. Those are my three core values. They fucking torment me because I can easily fall out of alignment with them. I can be a bullshitter, uh, you know, a miserable grumpy bastard and not very loving. In a heartbeat, one thing can trigger me. And I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? How did I get here? And that can go on for an hour, a minute, a day, a week, a month, a year sometimes. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, these are your values. You're spitting them out. You're writing them on your poster. You're not living in alignment with them. So the practice is set a bloody reminder. And when you wake up, go, right, okay, my name's Mark, right? I'll accept that. Mum and dad call me Mark. Right, I am joy, truth, and love. And then live through those. So if if I start having a pop at someone, that's not what love would do. If I start bullshitting someone, that's not what truth would do. If I start being all bloody, you know, heavy and everything, you know, war is us and doom and gloom, that's not what joy would do. So I have to live through those. And here's what happens. The judgments come into you all the time, regardless of what you do or what you don't do. Hey Mark, here's who I think you are. Hey Mark, this is who you are. Hey Mark, this is what that means. And I'm like, all right, but I don't have to prove you wrong for me to still be right about what I told myself this morning when my eyes opened and people go, what did you just say? I go, you fucking heard me. When I woke up this morning, I told myself who I am. I don't need you to tell me. And I also don't need to disagree with you. You can have your judgments, Mark. You're a shit Well, oh, fair enough, dude. I'm joy, truth, and love, and I'm living in alignment with it. You can think what you like. You're free. And and if people could practice that, so, so what, Mark Manson's book is it, you know, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. It's the same thing. But that doesn't really tell you how to do it. It doesn't explain what it actually bloody is. And then with the not enoughness, which is just what cripples people, it's fucking heartbreaking watching it. Just like, would you just stop talking to yourself like a bastard? You know, it's like, not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough. It's just like, good God. Like if you lived where I live, you'd get a smack if you talk to people like that, but you'll tolerate it in your head. So I said to people, Kate, we were talking about this yesterday. Like I use one of my kids, so I'll, I'll pick Zach and it's like, Hey, Mark. Yes. Is Zach enough? It's like, watch yourself. Like you asked me about my children and whether they're enough, where are you going with this? Of course is enough. Is it that the parent-child thing is really easy to to get an idea on this? So I go, okay, so is enough. Yeah, like, yeah, of course, is enough. Zach is enough. Is my boy? He's sweet. He's like, he's great. Okay, you know, um, do you appreciate him? You fucking watch yourself, you do. Know, you're on tender ground. It's like, is he enough, and do I appreciate him? That is a given for my children and any parent. It's the same. It sounds absurd that you're even asking the questions. But remove the child and ask them about their business. Hey, is your business enough? Uh, well, come to think about it, um, you know, and then, hey, do you appreciate your business? Do you appreciate your customers? Do you appreciate the money? Do you appreciate your life? Well, you know, it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, it's just completely opposite behavior. So the answer is appreciation. You, w- judgment, wake up in the morning, tell yourself who you are, and don't you don't have to prove other people wrong. And then for, uh, for enoughness, and you can see I'm fucking passionate about this shit because it works. <laughs> for enoughness, you appreciate. It's an, it's an active thing you do. And people go, how the fuck do I appreciate something? What should I do? Should I be walking in the woods and say, I really appreciate this pen. Or, or I'm thankful for this pen. I say, it's not fucking gratitude. You sound like a mental person. If you're walking through the woods and going, I really am thankful for that pen back in the office. Appreciation is love. It's a downstream of love. So so what you do is you go, right, Okay. Like, like show your love for stuff how do you love something it's like hey i'd lie down in traffic for my children that's love that's commitment that's that's desire that's uh, uh i don't know it's just it's it's unconditional it's emotional good use that leverage that we've all got it for crying out loud there isn't a person on the planet that would just walk down the street right and go wow look at that man punching a puppy we'd all intervene we'd be like what the fuck are you doing dude? like it, like stop that that's not what love would do We're like get him off You know, we'd we'd intervene. You change that to a child and someone, you know, doing something horrible to a child, I don't even want to say the words, but you get my point. We would intervene, why? Because that's what love would do. And that's, we would appreciate that we're old, the child hasn't had a chance yet. I always sort of say, I'd lie down in traffic for my kids and the fucking car would come off worse. Like I believe, I'm like, come on then. Even if it was a Volvo, you know, like that doesn't break. I'm like, how fucking have you. It's like, dude, you're a meat bag. That is a metal car traveling at 70 miles an hour. I'm like, fucking, if my kids are in the way, I'm fucking shoulder it off the way. There isn't a, a, a part of my being, right, that, that can disagree with what I've just said. But I would do it for other people's kids as well. Why? Because I've had my innings, even I'm 47. If you've got a four-year-old, I'm like, oh, fuck, is this my life now? I've got to choose to pull that baby off the motorway and I might die. Fair enough. I, like I, like that's in what is that what is like we need to question what is that what drives that it's appreciation it's love it's like i know who i am you do the right thing and it's like where are we going with this market it's like well it, we're seeing people like jordan peterson and, and other sort of philosophers and psychologists tell us simple shit. like tidy your damn fucking room i'm like Is this where we've, is this how dumb we've got? It's like, yes, it's how dumb we've got. Get back to some basics and the big problems that have, you know, turned into sort of nuclear bombs on the, on the sort of personality and psychology of things and the inner game have become overlooked just for the sheer explosion that's going on. It's like, Hey dude, what? You know, you are be that, Hey, you know, Hey, love what? You know, appreciate yourself. Stop talking to yourself like a shit. All right. And give them a wink and they go, oh, yeah, it's fair enough, actually. And I don't disagree with it. You know, and, and those are those are problems that are hidden behind the scenes of nearly everything. Hey, my funnel, my sales page, my business, my clients, my pricing, my, you know, my cash flow. I'm like, what's going on? And you get behind the scenes and these are usually two of the fuelers. You get to the practical steps, of course, that we need all of that. But those are usually two of the things that's, that's the person's always the bottleneck. People don't have business problems. It's very rare. You go on google you find everything you need to know about business for free fucking don't need us you know it's all there for free you just get your hands on it straight away the, the problem isn't information in, in terms of business which is the context of all this the person is always the bottleneck in my my experience it's very very rare that it's a a tactical or strategic thing for the business it's usually the human is the bottleneck start there and you usually excuse me find these two things not enoughness and um this fear of exclusion and uh and thank you for coming to my TED talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what I really like about that is um with the uh the enoughness um not that that's a word but <laughs> the it stops the shoulds as well you know the oh I should be doing this or or I should Why? be doing that or that come you as well oh no you shouldn't be doing it that way you should be doing it this way and it, it if you it, as you say if you have that morning routine which I love by the way um and you're kind of speaking right. through your, yourself your values you can battle those shoulds away and I think that's so important because I know that if I let the shoulds in it I just become so confused I'm like oh I should be doing this and I should be doing that and oh what the hell am I doing um so so having those that real core to kind of hang on to uh is is a way of kind of putting your armor on for all these kind of shoulds that come up at you um but I'd like to ask the um in your in your group your your so say somebody jo- joins your group they're new and they want they want to bring their story out they've got they've got something that they want to share they don't know how to do it they're they're you know worried about putting their voice into the world where do you start with someone what are your kind of steps,
2: what do they do when they work with you? Yeah, yeah, it's, um, I think the most important part is for them, is for them to understand that I understand them. I know what their problems are and and that's, that's usually the best place to start. So before they even get into our world, the need, my opinion is, The worst clients I get don't, don't understand me. They don't know me. They've not had any, any freedom to explore who I am. They haven't had a chance to binge watch Mark and see what Mark stands for and who he's about and all this type of stuff. Because when they come into my world, then if I've got to start doing that work, it's a fucking nightmare. I'm like, God, have I got to explain everything? It's like, can't you just piss off back out and learn stuff first? Like get to know me, find out if you like me. See if there's a, an element that, from from their perspective that they feel I'm telling the truth, which means there's a chance they're going to trust me. If the trust is there, I don't like people buying from me who don't know me. I don't like people buying from me who go, what's your group all about? I'm like, fucking, you're not allowed in. You need to stay out here and, just, and learn what we're about out here first. I prefer that. And the reason being is it's a fucking nightmare when they come into the back end you know, it's a the velvet rope. They're like, Oh, I don't really know anything about you. And the problems that we have with them type of clients are a nightmare. So I like people to have, I, I label it buying in rather than buying. I like them like them to have bought in when they come in. Then it means that I can open a narrative straight away with, I know where you're at, you know, where I'm at. And they go, yeah, we do. We've been watching you. I said, and now I'm going to prove to you. I know where you're at. So some of the things we've just been talking about, are things that they're aware i've been already pre-framing with them talking about the problems that us business owners have and then i just want them to be able to do one thing and that is choose that's it i want them to understand that they have choice that i'm not there i fucking love accountability i like like you get me on my soapbox i'm like are you fucking kidding me like let me get something straight here, and they go, yeah, they go right. So you're a business owner, yep, you have a thing yep that solves a problem, yep for a certain person, certain type of you know avatar target market, whatever yep, and you're gonna you're gonna exchange it for money, yeah, so they're going to give you money and you're going to give them the thing yeah, and you need to be kept accountable to do that like you fucking better tell your audience right now your people, your customers, that you have no desire to do any of that. And you need like some gobshite from Yorkshire to tell you what to do, to get out of bed, brush your teeth, do it. Like that's got to go straight away. So I say, look, I'm not interested in accountability. If you want me to keep you accountable, get your fucking checkbook out. And the reason that I would say to someone is give me a fuck ton of money to do this, like, like, Hey, go, it's 10 grand a month. They're like, what it's like, it's 10 grand a month for me to tell you what to do. And they're like, and then I'm gonna call you to ask if you've done it, and you better show me it. And I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna keep pestering you like that. And they go, and I've gotta pay it. Like, you have gotta pay a lot of money because here's what happens, right? You go from being their accomplice to their adversary overnight. They're like, fuck you, because people don't like to be told what to do. They like to make decisions. So I say to them, look, I don't give a shit what you choose. You come in my world, we can start in many places, and I don't give a shit what, you choose. I give a shit that you choose, that you get to choose, that you're given the opportunity to choose There's many places. People can start. And many people are at different. If you think of a sort of a timeline of a, of a journey, just in the context of, you know, showing up, telling your story, maybe using a bit of video most people are about here, you know, in many occasions. So like, this is you being like brilliant at it, confident and clear and certain, and, and that there's the start line. And they're about here. They're like an inch into a, 24 inch sort of journey you know it's it's just like oh god i'm right here so it's like hey you know what what's it feel like right now do you feel like you just need a bit of help getting clear on some shit and i'll sort of start teasing them hey do you feel you need to you want to just get started see what happens you know you eat the frog jump under the bus and you help them choose i'm not a big fan of here's the fucking program follow it step by step like you've got to just do all of these things we've tried that and we just meet utter resistance and conflict all the time and people get to the point where they go oh thank fuck that's over we do like a 30 day challenge or something and if you've got people saying that you- you've got a problem you know like they shouldn't have started it in the first place so we have been racking our brains for five years and it's still a work in pro- pro- progress to try and go okay where do we draw the line but but how much do we do from so sort of zero to the line what type of flexibility could we have? So we're we're developing at the moment, which Kate, you said, you know, mark mark your sights down. I go, I know because we're developing it. One of the things we're trying to develop is this. It's easy for me to give people information, right? And there's a fuck ton of information that I've got that if they get their hands on it and if they do something with it, their life will be better. It's just, we've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times when people actually do it, it works. So instead of of, uh, accountability, we say to people, you need to develop the ability to concentrate and implement. And they go, what? And I go, you need to take you need to be responsible to concentrate and implement. Fuck accountability. You can't afford it. You don't need me on your ass. You don't need me kind of being that, you know, that devil. If you can't do this as well, I say to people, you're technically stealing from your audience if you don't, if you don't fess up to that. If you're offering a service, and you need someone to tell you to do it. I said, you're in trouble. You're never going to get out of bed and grow this business and care and give a shit and, and do the right thing. So I said, let's, let's break this back down start here. So we get that accountability shit out of the way. I say you get to choose. And then we're trying to develop these systems where how do people like to learn? I think people like the Netflix approach at some point where I could just binge. I can go, right, give me the program. I'll get it done by this afternoon. And they'll watch like, you know, a series of like four or five, 10 videos, whatever. And they blast through the course. And have they implemented any of it? Have the fuck? They've only done it in the afternoon. There's no way they could put some, some time and practice into that. So we go, okay, well, what do we know people struggle with? Because we've, we've tested this for five years. We've been constantly trying to find what information do they need and how do we help them get it done? And I've realized my my only job in the group is not to teach anybody anything. It's to point them at shit that serves them as a unique individual. So so they can then choose, go, hey, you got Netflix option. And then we're building these options where it's like, let's just say it's the middle of the month, it's the 12th of the month, whatever. And, and, and they go, I want to start this program, Mark. It's like, we make all our programs 28 days long. Like they're built around a 28 day framework. And I'll, I'll come to the reason why in a second. So they can press go. <laughs> And that thing will just then automatically drip feed them for 28 days, starting on the 12th. So they choose their own adventure, they go their own way. But we also have one because we've learned that people like to do shit together. They don't like to go on their own. So you've got your bingers potential, that's a choice. Start now if you want and have it 28 day drip fed to you, if you want. And we're developing a 14 and a seven day drip feed as well. So what fits into a 28 day programme you can actually have into a 14 day and the seven, like, so, so look at the flexibility in that. And then the final one, which is what we know people like the most is I was, I said to Sean, right? I said, how the fuck are we going to fix this? How do we get them doing stuff in a group side of uh, things? 28 days. So we settled on the calendar. We just said the first of every month, we will take you on a journey. Like, like, the, like, when does it start, Mark? Are you not fucking listening the first of every month there are 12 months in a year the first is always the first and there's always 28 days so we designed it so that it would fit into february basically that was the reason for the 28 day thing so we don't have a problem we will always take december off because fucking no one wants to do anything in december but for the other 11 months of the year we will have like like a implementation program running on the first you choose what you want to go learn but we all go together, so to speak. And I'm and I'm like, right, okay, so how many programs are that? Netflix, 28, 14 and seven, whenever the fuck you like, and then the 28 on the first. That is five ways in which you can choose to do the same shit. And then if they go, Mark, like, fuck all this, I don't want it. I go, right, okay, so you need me. That's the only other option. They can either leave, do that, or they need to go even faster. And in which case they come and see me and I say, right, you need to join what I sort of like placeholder called at Stence Elite. And it's basically one-to-one coaching with me. And it's like, right, sit down. Let's do this. Let's coach and mentor. I sort of keep switching caps, coach, mentor, coach, mentor. So sometimes I'm saying, you fucking better do this. This is the thing that you should do. I'm your mentor. Listen to me. You're dumb if you don't because you're paying the money, right? And then other times I'm like, take that cap off, put the coaching cap off and go, what do you think you should do? What do you think would be the right option here? And, and I tell them when I'm switching caps, I should have them on a hey, mentor coach. And it should, should say it on the thing because coaches ask questions. Mentors give you instructions and information. That's mentors are bus drivers. They Hey, get on the bus. We're driving to the coast. It's going to take 20 minutes. I'm going to go at my fucking pace, sit down, shut the fuck up. And here we go. But the coach <laughs> is a limousine driver. And when you get in the limousine, right? You get in the limousine. What does the driver do? He, he goes, where would you like to go, sir? And and how fast would you like me to do that? That's a coach. So the the difference between the two is important. I don't like doing lots of coaching because I have to shut the fuck up, and I like expressing myself. You know, people say, "Mark, Mm -hmm. you talk too much," and I go, "Well, thank you." Mm -hmm. And I see that as a compliment because that's what I'm trying to do every day. I want to be a mentor. It's like, how can I possibly be? It's like they're not saying, "Um, you talk too much." What? It's the enoughness thing again. Hey, you don't shut up enough. And I'm like, I oh, give a fuck. I'm choosing my life, doing it my way. Like I, I just felt silenced for years, just like not being able to express. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to build my business in a way which fits my personality. I'm sort of, you know, very much extroverted because I've played on stages in rock bands for 35 years and been on tour with bands like Radiohead and Reef. So I don't have a problem, but that's 35 years of going from I'm shit in my pants to, hey, I'm confident. People go, oh God, have I got to spend 35 years doing this? No, you need a guy that can speed that shit up for you in about 35 days. Like, like, don't go to the guy. Or, it makes me laugh. It's like there's people out there teaching what I teach who are afraid to show up. What the fuck is wrong with that? Everything <laughs> is what's fucking wrong with that. You know, it's like some people can coach and get the best out of people and implement. It's like It's like a fat personal trainer, you know, like grossly, morbidly obese. But there might be a psychological like genius at getting people out of their own way. And I understand that, but that's the exception, not the rule. Like like nine times out of ten, there's there's gotta be some kind of integration with you're good at what you do. We've forgotten this. Yeah, you just market the shit out of it. Like better be fucking good. You better thought it through. You better you better have either used it or deployed it on a friend and know it works. Don't just be sort of recycling information and all of this stuff, you know, none of this that I'm talking to you about was in a book, was it? Was on a coaching program? It, it was just learnt through moving the pieces around and just getting, you know, into it day after day, listening, asking questions, fucking up, trying stuff. And and we've forgotten that we've we've completely just gone out of the way. Here's your blueprint, three steps, and you'll be a gazillionaire. It's just like. Well, well, where's the people then that did the steps that are all gazillionaires? That's the only question I have. You know, like okay. show me the social proof that is irrefutable that proves that. And I say to people, you know, don't expect quick results with us, because I don't control that. You do. That's that's your fucking job, not mine. I'm gonna do what I know I'm good at, and I'm gonna try my best to create as many options so that there are as many choices to fit you, not just like over you know when you go in these vaults, these online vaults, and it's like, oh fuck. And there's seventy-two thousand like like things to do, and I'm like, oh good God, like and and th- what do they do with it? Nothing. <laughs> they just go fuck that. I'm never going in there again. We we have a lot of shit, but we have some ways in which they can implement with it. And as I said, the the best one, which I think when I think back, I think, yeah, everything I've ever done that was fun and that I got good at and that I did, I did with other people. So, I, you know, I played in a band. That's creating shit with other people. I went on a fair aid course. There was like 20 of us on there and it was a riot. It was brilliant. You know, I went to school with like gangs of other bloody people and learned stuff in groups. And I think it's that le- one, of the, one of the sweetest things that we see. It's just like it's just the best part of the business is watching them learn from each other in like the comment sections and and you know as as like we put a, a task up and then everybody goes at it same task if it's all you know on a program and seeing like some people going a bit faster some people a bit slower some people cheering the other person on and i'm just like ah fuck, this is the sweet spot this this is what we should be trying to figure out and it's that human connection relationship stuff where they, they don't feel siloed off into some kind of bullshit vault where they're just doing shit on their own. Because they, they, they're learning from the other people that are on like the sort of same page as them. And that's the sweet spot. That That's why I like membership. I, I prefer my business model to not be one-to-one. I'll sort of do it when I want to do it. Which sounds real elitist, but I take clients on when I want to take them on. And, and it has to be uh, me so get this, get this for positioning right, and it's not just me being an asshole. It's like me selecting the client, like they do not fucking get my time or energy. Like I don't need the money. Money's nice to have. I want to make profit and all that, but at the expense of me loathing that process, that client, that subject. Fuck that. Like that, that life's too short. And people that, and trust me. <laughs> My mentor's terrible. He says, you've sucked a few dicks in your time, haven't you? Matt? Metaphorically, and I've done jobs I didn't want to do. Like, yeah, I have. I'm just like, oh, God, like, can you stop using that metaphor? And I'm like, he said, yeah, but you get it, don't you? I go, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Because, you know, I use that metaphor because I, I, I don't want to put one in my mouth. You know, it's like I am a, 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 a heterosexual. <laughs> You know, and I think you could switch roles as well if I was guilty. You know, you 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 know, you've been down there a bit, are you? Man, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get my point, right? I'm just having some fun. You're like, the cancel culture people will see this now and call me some fucking racist bigot. Like, <laughs> fuck you, cancel culture. You can't cancel shit. <laughs> I cancel you. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, you're <laughs> right. <though>. You, <laughs> you, are you are shouldn't have called this cancel culture.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, Say uh, again, you're right, about, you're right about canceling at like. Taking on board the wrong clients and all of that stuff, and what I also like about what you said was the um, the fact that we get ourselves into situations sometimes where, or oh, there's a lot of people selling that get uh, rich quick and get my course and you'll get this at the end of it and all this kind of stuff. And I, I've gone on a bit of a binge watch of um, Mike Winett's stuff, entrepreneur oh, yeah. over about a recent. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 And, I, I love it. I, I'm fascinated by it because I, there are some good messaging that comes from that kind of stuff in terms of empowering people to take the journey to go off into business and all this kind of stuff. But um, there's definitely some sharks out there. And and you, what you said about the, look, it, it's down to you, the results down to you. Like we can give you the systems, the processes, the mm-hmm. the, the education around how to go from A to Z. But Fundamentally, it's down to your implementation right. and, and all of that kind of stuff. And we have the same thing with our franchisees. There are some franchisees that we bring on board that, from like, literally before they completed their Blasted training, they're already making sales and they're hitting the ground running very, very fast. And you get others that can take a Blasted age before oh, they they're get there running.
1: Just waiting for you, like spoon feed me, spoon feed me, spoon feed yeah, me. Yeah, so, No, that's you're a business owner.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can't if you're in any kind of role. role Oh, so I was going to say. I was just going to any-
2: say more. People. Go on, oh, go well. on, Lee. Sorry.
0: Good man. I was just going to say that I think if you're in any kind of role where you are educating somebody else in a particular system or practice or whatever it is, you you absolutely have to be very clear that you're not responsible for their result. That's them. You're you're responsible to delivering this strategy and everything else to the point where you both agreed that you understand it to the right level, but yeah. the result is not yours. It's for them to do. That's my yeah. opinion anyway.
2: Yeah. I, th- I think what most business owners don't, and most business owners don't truly understand what they sell. And when you tell them this, their hackles go up because they don't like to hear it because it just sounds like, oh, is that what I sell? And what we actually sell is speed. You know, mm-hmm. we, we that's what we do. But think about it right now. Everything's on Google, pretty much. You can go to Google and find out just about everything about anything. Like it, like the search results. Hey, you just key in like how to write a book. It's just like a bazillion results. It's like, oh, Jesus. And it's free. The, the vast majority of it is free. So let's take that as an example. So you go, well, how long is that going to take if you just follow that PDF document that you downloaded on how to write a book? Well, you can't ask any questions. There's no support. There's no examples, there's no help, you know, in, in many instances, it's just information. Right. And it's, and we're, you know, that's the old cliche, you know, we're swimming in information, but we need implementation. It like the information's there. Information is valueless now. Like, like everything's done. Everything's been like put out there for free as well. So it's like, I say to people, don't come here for information into my world, that's a mistake. Go to google it's free or stay in my free group and just watch the live streams it's all in there disorganized random as fuck. done when i want to do it but like and there's the example that will be slower for you but if you want me to speed the process up come into my world and that and that's what i'm selling you i'm selling you and then you could say that it, it's speed it's convenience it's simplicity and and could you get could you get a faster result and you go i don't fucking know I don't, I don't know whether you're going to implement that stuff or not, but you get to dictate the speed as well. So I said to people, you, you get to choose whether you're going to do it or not. You get to choose the speed. My job is, is quite simply to be the accelerator or the decelerator or the brake. And it's like, Hey, what do you want me to be? And it's like, well, get me in your world, Mark. Like I want to go super fast. And I go, all right, how fast? And they go, I want to get this done in 30 days. I go, and I, I, I diss my own product. I go, this won't help you do that. You just paid me X amount to come into my sort of membership group. You want to go that fast, you need me. And you need me consistently in a Zoom call or whatever to help you go at that that breakneck speed. You'll never go that fast in the group. It's not even designed to go that fast. And they go, why? I go, well, the fucking programs are 28 days long. How the hell are you going to get there in 60 days? You'll only have got through two programs. Or if they choose the sort of seven-day option, they might get through eight at best. But could they have implemented any of that? No. Not at all. So if they want true speed, what you want is sort of a customization where where you go to sort of like a higher level where you work with them as a consultant or a mentor or a coach or whatever. But the um, the mic stuff is interesting because I'm like, all right, I sort of appreciate the creativity. It's funny as fuck. Like it, it genuinely is funny. Like I'm watching. It going, this is great. So is this a comedy channel? What I what I don't like is I don't like. I don't like attacks on people. I like attacks on ideas. I think attacks on people are cheap. It's easy It's easy to just call someone a dickhead, you know? And it's like, well, okay. Well, what are you going to do about it then? Right? Call it out if you're going to. Call him or her out if you're going to do it. But what are you going to do about it? And I I was sort of saying this yesterday with Kate. I said, so he's fucked now because he can't offer anything because he's probably going to be like them. And everyone's going to yeah. go, well, you're just as, but you've you've left them and now you're selling something. So I don't know, Mike, and I, and I don't know what, you know, I've got nothing against the kid. He's nice and everything. And I've got no feelings sort of towards him, but I'm curious, why are you making this? Because where I'm interested in is what's the meaning of this? Because the the best I can see is Mike seems to have done well, sold his business or whatever, got a few quid in the bank. The, the level of money that I've heard he's got suggests that he could probably buy some decent time and never have to work again. So is what he is doing a legacy project as a public service announcement, right? To say, Hey, all you people that are on your way up, there's some real shitheads in there, some real snakes. Here's how you avoid them. Great. There it is. That might be the, the reason why he's doing it. I love that. There's a meaning behind it, but it but he hasn't said that, that I've seen yet. Anyway, it's just, it just feels like a punch at I mean, it's funny as fuck, like, but the, and and the people that he's punching at deserve it. (laughs) Like, dude, like you're not being, every single one of them is not being real. You know, they're they're a joke, an absolute joke, but they just have so much money, so much ad spend and they get the best sort of bright, you know, persuasive, manipulative minds and desperate people fall for it. And they give away like, oh, my last grand and my last hundred dollars and my last 47 and People are doing this and that's real bad. So what can we do to fight back? Well, fucking be in the, be there, help them, help them with free shit and help them, help them come into your world at whatever levels you can't help everybody. But if we all were just a bit better and a bit clearer at this and, you know, Mike's contributing towards that, we're contributing towards that trying to get a different message out there. Stories sell eventually. there will always be these, these to us. I always think of the internet as this place, three, three space, three uh, phases first, when the internet came out, what the hell is this? Then phase two, let's abuse it. And now we're in phase three. It's like, let's not abuse it. Let's try and kind of leverage it for good. And that's, and and we're seeing that now we're seeing people trying to be better people trying to do the right thing. Social media has helped that because you can't hide. Like it's like this, CCTV into your life. It's designed to be that way. So you can't be like phase two, where you could be, hey, I'm the world's leading authority on dog walking. Dude, do you own a dog? Nope. <laughs> and it's just like this. and then they get like millions on dog walking books. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? This is this is totally nuts. But social got rid of that. You can't hide now. And then you know, the 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 masses got a smartphone and a laptop and an iPad or whatever. And, and are scrolling and have an account and are posting pictures of their dinner and their, their birthday and, and just stuff like this. And they're seeing us and they're going bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Oh, that's funny. Cat video. All right. Okay. Oh, oh, what's this guy about? You know, and mm-hmm. whether there's many ways which we're trying to figure out just how to connect with them. And I, I say, look, be the, ironically, so just be the coffee version of you is the phrase I use it's sort of one of my signature phrases. I go, what does that mean? It's like, go find a friend. Yeah. Who you're really close to. Yep. Yeah, sit down for coffee with them yeah and set your smartphone recording just over there and, and talk for an hour so that you forget it's there you know don't have the selfie screen facing you just let it go hear your voice see your body language watch yourself watch what you look like when you're not talking while the other person's you know telling you their story and then watch what your response is like and when people see it they're fucking disgusted
1: <laughs> they
2: don't like what they're is that me? And I go, that's what we love, man. And they're like, oh my God. Oh I can't put that out on the internet. I go, why? Well, I got, you know, my nose, my teeth, my hair, the clothes I wear, the, the tone of my voice. And I'm like, like, are you married? And they go, yeah, I go, uh, like that person likes all of that, by the way. In fact, they don't like it. They fucking love it. They love all those aspects of it. And you, look how you've got to unpick that now. They see themselves in the go, I did this thing when I was about 30, I've just started studying real deeply, you know, like the spiritual side of life. I've gone down a fucking rabbit hole with this. So everything from Brian Cox to Sadhguru and, and you know, these types of people, so from the space and the science to the, the spiritual stuff, you open a can of worms, I'm like, fucking hell. I- I don't know if I'm out my depth or out there in the universe. It's just like I'm trying to. My wife's like, "What is going on here? Are, are you like, are you going to go to India, crotch your legs, and sit in some field for ten years? Or, are you, or, or am I going to go go join CERN and and split some particles?" She's like, "What is going on with you?" But the one thing that I've I've discovered, right, is some memories have come back that I'd forgotten about, and I'm like, "How in the hell is that right back there?" And it just and, and you know, 30 years later it comes out. I can remember being in my mum's living with my mum and dad in the bathroom, looking in the mirror, right? Like real close, like and and staring at my features about 12, 12 years old, 13, no idea about life and, and any of this stuff. And I remember thinking, is that me? Looking at my face, my just my skin, my nose, my teeth, my hair, everything. I was just like, is that is that who people see? I remember asking these questions. And I was like, who the fuck's asking? So I'm in there, in my consciousness, my spirit, my soul, and I'm looking at this meat bag, you know, this, 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 this bag of flesh and bone, and just going like, that's your thing, dude. That's your, that, that's your Ford Escort that you drive around in. I'm like, this is fucking weird. I had no connection with who I was. You know, in terms of like, that's your body, dude. that's what everybody sees. And I'm like, hmm. And I thought, I'm not gonna tell anybody this, because everyone's gonna think I've gone mental. So then I went out and played football (laughs) just all my life, right? But I I remember that and I'm like, that was my first introduction that I can recall into spirituality. You're in there and you're not your body. You're not your mind. You're not your emotions. You're the grand observer of all three. And I'm like, yeah, but isn't that my mind? And you start to realize that, no, your mind is, it's a memory bank. It's creative and it's a fucking nuisance. It does all three. And if you and if you go in there, you'll not be aware of what's going on out here ever. You're in your mind. You're in a you're in a bloody another universe, right? So it's understanding that there's this thing. Scientists so scientists say the only evidence we've got that there is a thing like consciousness is that we've got one. Like each individual scientist goes, the only measuring mechanism we've got is my own body. Is what they say. There's no device that you could plug people into and say here's consciousness. It doesn't have any fucking thing that you can measure or plug it into. And so they all go, it doesn't exist because we can't measure it. And then I go, well, you've got one. It's in there, isn't it? And they're like, oh, fuck. And, and it's the, and they're like, we're never gonna know. Like the good scientists all go, we're never gonna know. If people, if people understand that, I believe this, right? Some people are gonna choose to go explore that kind of crazy stuff at some point in their life. Many do. Lots of people start wandering the earth looking like a Jedi putting their hood up and going, Hey, look at me all mystical. It's like, dude, you work at the bloody windscreen place, right? you're not fucking Luke Skywalker. Stop this nonsense. Just be yourself. That's the point of it. So, and people try and be all windswept and interesting and, and then they start writing motivational quotes on the internet. And then there are genuine fucking mystics that are are out there in the, living in the Himalayas for 40 years, wearing a nappy in a cave and not, and only eating berries. And it's like, fuck. The, the world's like, but the the thing is, right? I think everyone's going to experience it at, at least one point in their life. And my theory is, for those that choose not to address this stuff, will get the message about three seconds before they die. So if mm-hmm. if, if if you were like, hey, in three seconds you'll be dead, like this is the end of your days, and then they'll go, oh, and they become whatever, enlightened, and like, and what will go, oh shit, and then and then they're <laughs> <dead>. <laughs> and then. They're- They only knew about this stuff for three seconds. They just decided to be their body, their mind, and their emotions and be led by these three, like, chisels or screwdrivers, whatever you want. They're just tools is what they are. I think there's a – I don't talk about this much, by the way. I'm still learning about it. I don't don't really kind of put myself out there a lot because people go, Mark's lost his fucking mind. I go, dude, I'm not even in my mind anymore. This is weird shit. Trust me. I don't know what's going on either. But I love it. And I tell you, the level of peace and calm that you get that helps all these other things is extraordinary. And I'm not even doing anything. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. dude, you're in your thoughts. I'm like, ah, shit. Right? Separate yourself, let go. I'm like, ah, yeah, there's my mind. Look, being a nuisance or being super creative or being a great memory. That's all it is, just them three things. And you can leverage all three of those any day you want. And it's connected to your emotions. And it's like, uh, dude, you're in your emotions. You, you you feel the energy like moving up up and down these these chakras. What oh, the fuck are those? Like, you know. And I've I've learned that most people don't get past here. I can feel that now. I'm I'm like engaged in some and I feel tension here. Yeah, I'm like, ah, uh, I can't get to this one, and then to that one. This this is a funny story, right? I'm studying this guy called Sad Guru, and he says your energy can come out the top of your head and be around you, and then it can it can go everywhere to the whole universe. Like, and I'm like. How am I supposed to explain this to Lynn? You know, like, what the fuck am I supposed to say? This is the shit that I'm studying. So I started to get a bit pissed off with it, right? And I'm thinking, all right, then, clever shit. So I went to study Brian Cox's stuff. I was like, how big is the universe? And it turns out that the universe is accelerating away from us. I'm like, all right, I can understand that. And, and I'm like, so where's the edge, right? That's the question. I asked the biggest question, not where's God? It's like, what's at the edge and what's on the other side? So I put myself in an Iron Man suit. I mean, we just watched the entire Avengers like back catalog during lockdown with the kids and it's been brilliant. I bought them all on eBay. And I I sort of love the Iron Man character. So I I put myself in this Iron Man suit and I went fucking flying out in my mind to the edge of the universe. And imagined that I could sort of see over the edge as it's like, it's it's getting away from us. And I'm like, right, turbo boost Jarvis. And I looked over the top and all I saw was myself chasing another fucking universe, and I went, right, that's infinity, there's no point in me being here, it's just another version, and another version, and another version, so what did I do, I turned the Iron Man suit around, and came back, and said, right, enjoy your coffee, why, because there's fuck all out there, what's <laughs> the point, and that, I think that's the point of spirituality, come back here, and enjoy your sandwich, and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, we're all we all want to be you know be this, be that, go out there, do all of this, and that's great, but what about now? What about this pen? What about this conversation with you two and you two are lovely instead of me thinking, "Oh God, what am I having for dinner? It's just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like like come back, come home if you want to call it that, and the peace and calm then that you have is unbelievable. People go, I've got so many worries. There's this, there's this, there's this, there's this. And I'm like, hey, what? Shut the fuck up. Look around, is any of that happening right now? And they go, Mm -hmm. no. No, they look around themselves and nothing's happening. And I go, there you go, no worries. And they go, oh yeah. Now get on with the work. Now get on with your purpose. Now do what you feel is right to do and whatever the fuck you like. You know, have a cheeseburger, go for a walk, have a sleep. Watch some telling, don't do any work. You know, who gives a shit? and you and the ease and the pressure that goes and then you can kind of be a good business owner if you want and have some purpose and some contribute to it be a better parent be a better partner just be a better son daughter whatever i watch all of the things on the on go down twitter and you just go like you just start laughing you just fucking look how wound up these people are enjoy your sandwich mate you know, that's that's what it should be.
1: <laughs> it's interesting that you say that you've only just kind of started to kind of go down this road because I think so many entrepreneurs do. I don't know if it's just because we we tend to think outside the box, think a little bigger, question stuff more. But um, right. you know, loads of kind of our friends in business, you know, we read the same books, we explore these kind of inner and outer uh, kind of sources. But oh. I'm going to need to pause. I've got to head off and co- collect our kids because they do a half day on a whatever day we are Wednesday. Wednesday, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I don't want to draw this to a close just yet because um, I'd really like you to to um, talk to Lee about the um, the character that we spoke about yesterday and how within how yeah. you kind of yeah, the yeah. story of somebody. So because obviously we've already spoken about it, but I think mm. it would be nice. You, you guys just carry on if that's alright?
0: Yeah, I think it's really important because um, one of the things that we've been talking a lot, I'm gonna say goodbye to Kate.
1: Goodbye. duck out.
0: Yeah. Bye-bye. I go get the kids, so <laughs> anybody listening to this, yeah, Kate's okay. just run out of the room to go pick up our children. Um, but uh, regarding the, the story aspect and so on, uh, like a theme that's run through um, our podcast since we started it has always been about that Create, like telling your version of the service or the product or your business or whatever it is, is what's really important. Because mm-hmm. like the the example you gave earlier about videoing yourself having coffee with your friend and, and how people can be very critical of that because they've got this image of what it should look like or what these people in their industry look like when they do this kind of stuff. And our message has been throughout this podcast has been no 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 there's an audience for you there's an audience that resonates with the way that you communicate with stuff and the way that you do things that they haven't found it they haven't found you yet and stop trying to be other things and and Kate's been talking a lot about what you do and your group and everything else and I think that's it's important to hear that from people like yourself other than just me and Kate really so yeah if you could explain a bit more about this character and how you bring that out and all this kind of stuff that'd be great yeah
2: so I uh, so, so I called my my thing storytelling entrepreneurs, and I go like, what are those two words? So storytelling is is it's a it's a it's a task. It's a thing. It's a it's a it's a thing you do. You tell a story. That's storytelling. That's how we sort of describe describe it. And then entrepreneurs is us. That, like it's like it boxes us up. It's like oh, we're business people. We're humans. People, men, women, whatever. And pronoun of choice and we're in the business landscape. So there's the entrepreneur and I'm like, all right, that's Ron seal. And for those international people that don't know what Ron seal is used to be a product in the UK where it, it, you paint a fence and it stains it. And it's, and it used to say, use this to paint your fence and stain it. It does what it says on the tin, storytelling Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. It does what it says on the tin, but the, if you look at storytelling, there's like these seven arcs or whatever they say, and I'm like, Really? Like, fuck that was my initial response to all of that. I'm like, I've got stories. I don't want to fit them into someone else's framework. I want to tell the time about when my mate pissed himself when we were stealing some apples. I don't know where that framework fits in, but the story is funny as fuck. And I know exactly how to tell it. I can tell the story about my first son being born. I Tell the story about how I met my wife. I I can tell you any story. I don't need any help. And I don't think of a framework when I'm doing it. It's like, hey, what's happened? What's happening and what do you want to happen? Past, present, future. There's three places you can look for stories. Most people, and and there's problems with most people don't think any of their stories are interesting, relevant, that anybody wants to hear, or whatever, and it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, all of your stories are relevant, but it's not your story that people are actually fucking connecting to. So it's like, hey, here's Mark telling a story about his son being born. Well, that sounds like it could be a good story and maybe emotional, but no one gives a shit about it. No one gives a shit about it at all, or me, or my son. They're just done, and they won't admit it. But I know that. I know what the next bit is. So, the next bit is well, what is it? Is it the message and the meaning? And they go, no, it's not that. It's them themselves. I'm the conduit, if you will. I'm the I'm the the, the person telling the story. But they see themselves in the storyteller. So it's about them. It's all, you're telling your story about you. You were telling it about things you did, but they see themselves in it. They hear you doing all the things. I mean, you know, there isn't anybody that's watched as a kid, Superman, as a kid, and come out as a kid and gone gone like that. You know, when they've come yeah. out, done the Superman pose when he's flying, and go, look at me, Dad. Or up the stairs when we watched it on telly. We see ourselves as as these things, our version of Superman. So. All stories are, there's all these arcs and you, know, you can use them if you're gonna be a filmmaker and all that shit, but we're not, we're business owners. All stories are basically transformation. That's all they are. Every single fucking story you're ever gonna tell is a story of transformation. I'm not talking about losing weight or sorting your mindset out or going from you know poor to rich. I'm talking about going from A to B in the subtlest of senses. And, and it's this, what, what, so what are all stories? Well, all stories have a character a location or a place, and some conflict, and that's it. There's a person in a place and some that's fucked up. You won't watch the story otherwise. It'd just be a documentary. The, the, the story is always conflict to resolution. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Chaos to art. Otherwise, it's not a story. It's just a documentary, CCTV of, of what's happening. So you have to understand that we need conflict. We need problems. We need shit that's fucked up. And people go, well, you know, my life's pretty mellow. And I'm like, yeah, but you might be, like, Kate might be late to pick the kids up. That's conflict. And now, and now, us parents need to fucking know that your kids are all right. We need our resolution. We need our order back. You know, Leah, are your kids all right? Did Kate get there in time? And it's like, yeah, stop worrying. I'm like, okay, I can now. Now the story is complete. So it's A to B, chaos to order. The character, the place with the conflict, and then they got to get to order. If you want to watch a film that fucking breaks this, go watch Seven by David Fincher with Brad yeah. Pitt and Morgan Freeman in it made in whatever, what 1990 something like what it, most people have watched it. I ain't going to put any spoilers in, but you get to the end of that and it, and it's still in conflict. Yeah. Everybody watches that film and goes, why do I still feel like shit? And I go, because it hasn't gone from chaos to order. It hasn't gone from conflict to resolution. It did, but then it began again, right right at the fucking end, two minutes to go, and it went conflict, and it left us hanging. So there's, you know, 7-2 should be there, but there's no way for that to happen now. So, so it's the, one of the best films that breaks it, and they fucking snubbed him. He never got any awards for it because he snubbed the normal narrative. So, the people, so bringing it into business, what people have got to understand is it's the messenger, the storyteller, you that is the most important part not the story not the medium that you use not video or anything like that. it's you as the storyteller and then even you aren't really that important compared to them they just need to see you feel you and hear you being you so they can see themselves in the observation of it and people go what the fuck does that mean it's like they live vicariously through you So show them all that you are and and like, so I show up on a live stream. I am the way I am. I'm not professional in any sense of the word. I just, I just, this is me. This is it. This is as good as it gets is what I say to people. And then I say, look at me not dying in the process. Look, look at, look at me. Like I'm on a live stream or I'm on a video. I didn't, no one died. I didn't die, look. In fact, I fucking made money doing it. And they go, oh God, what? And And they see themselves in that then, so this, this idea that um, it's about the message, it's about the story, it's about the clever video that you make, it's about the the perfectly written copy, the the perfect sounding podcast, just the right tempo. Asking, shut the fuck up! It's about you in the process. They yeah. see that they see themselves in you because people buy people, and they mm-hmm. do it because they go, you know, we all look watch people go. I like that guy. Or, I like that girl. Oh, well, that's cool. I I I think I could have coffee with them. One of my favorite things to see is a person just being themselves. And if you read like Twitter or YouTube comments or Facebook, whatever, if it's like a sort of fame, let's just say it's a famous person. There's a guy I'd sort of follow on like Guy Martin, the, the TT motorbike racer. He's fucking like daredevil. He's always doing these stuff and he's, he's not a celebrity. He's just guy. He's just being guy. This is who he is sort of quirky as fuck. And I love it. He just doesn't bend down to any of this shit. He does what he likes. And the comments, if you read them, I'd love to have a cup of tea with this guy. I'd love to take yeah. this guy for dinner and just listen to him. I get on with this guy. This guy's just like me. I love this guy. His his hands are like my. I'm like, what the fuck are we reading here? Like people yeah. are seeing connection and resonance. Guy, guy won't be reading any of that shit. He don't give a shit about the internet. He's just he's he's too busy fixing his trucks and building his bikes and doing his thing. So it's it's about people seeing themselves through you. So that they get a chance to know who they can be, who they are. That's. It's not inspiring them. It's 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 showing them a mirror. It's saying, "Hey, look, I'm I'm nothing special, and I'm very special," in in, in every funny sense of the word as well. And so is everybody else. You ever met a
0: hero? Have you ever met one of your heroes? Uh, no, unfortunately, I haven't. Uh, which yeah is a shame, right. but no, never. If you
2: ever if you ever speak to anybody who, who talks about meeting their hero, a common thing that they always say is they're just like me. They're yeah. f- they're they're flawed, they're fallible, they're they're normal, they're ordinary, they're grounded with the down to earth. And we sort of say, Wow, how awesome. And I'm like, Well, what else was this supposed to be?
0: How well, can I that be
2: awesome?
0: Isn't <laughs> that what <Yeah>. it should be? <laughs> well you're right. I think that um I think the mistake, especially when you get into when you're either starting a business or you're in business, is and and funny enough, Kate and I were talking about this the other day on um, that like this is the first time we've ever been like this podcast, for example, is the first time we've been front at the front of our businesses, right? So with with yeah. a couple of our businesses, we've always been we've always hidden behind the business, right? Let the business do like let mm. the work stand for itself and um, and I think part of the reason for that is because you kind of grow like we didn't grow up in a business environment. We grew up in, in an employee environment mainly, and and I I took influences from okay, well this is how big business works. This is how big business does it. So that's how I should behave. That's how I should do it. And exactly the same in is presenting or. Storytelling thing, you like you go, okay, well, where's the most obvious and direct influences that I've seen? And you look at these very polished edited TV shows, presenter programs, and all this kind of stuff, and you and then you go, and then you make the mistake of going on platforms like LinkedIn and stuff like that, and you start looking around going, well, how do they all do it? And they have the same polished, like presentation process. And so you can, and so you're kind of spoon-fed this version of the world that actually is massively disconnected from most people, right? That, that mm-hmm. most of us without a huge set of money and a huge team and the editing and all this kind of stuff can never really produce. So the, the only other route we all have is to do exactly what you said. And there's be authentic, be you, be the, it's so people can actually identify with that as opposed mm-hmm. to this fake. Thing
2: mm.
0: that we all kind of think we should be. Mm. Yeah, there's. Um, I like you know
2: Will Smith, the the like air list celebrity. The so he uh, he a, a few years back he started using Instagram, mm-hmm. and he started doing it in a way which is um, the same way I do it, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, like Will Smith shouldn't he have a a, you know 50 grand camera crew following him around with all the right sound and lighting and editing all that and he was like and he you know it's he was like he'd walk into his garden with his smartphone filming a selfie video story and it was along the lines he was just wearing some like you know wearing what i'm wearing some comfortable tracky bottoms like all entrepreneurs do at home and a crappy t-shirt that you maybe slept in (laughs) And he's like, and he was pretty much like, I've just taken a dump, and, uh, I was having a laugh with my missus over coffee, and uh, and here I am in the garden, and I've got no shoes on, and I'm and it was and I'm like, in this Will Smith, this is fucking weird, it's, um, because you know we've not seen that before, more and more, we we've part of my sort of filming crew that I work with if we if we have to sort of do a big job. A friend of mine, he's like an award-winning filmmaker. He's he's won awards. He's been at sort of film festivals, and parts of his work have, have won awards. And he's been on a shoot before with Ogilvy, like David Ogilvy's sort of agency, this big massive marketing you know machine. He's you know ten to twenty thousand pounds worth of equipment in his hands. This big cinema camera with all this fancy shit, and I'm oh like, I don't know how that works. Give me a second, son. All right. Okay, is what is it, Dan? Two secs. Just both right and I can't find him. All right. He's probably locked in one of the rooms. Get your brothers to go find him and then, Zand, get a dog biscuit and lure him out. Are you sure he's not outside? No. I'll check all right. All the doors. Right. Go check if the dog's gone missing <laughs> in the house. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, um, so <laughs> can't you make it look like it was shot on a, a smartphone? And, and, you know, we just sort of went, yeah, like, yeah, and pulled them out. And they went, no, 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 shoot on the big camera, but make it look like it was shot on a smartphone. We're looking at each other going, this is fucking bonkers. Like, are you demented? Like, we could just shoot it with this. But because there's so much money involved and prestige and all this, but it it tells you something. What is – because they're interested in conversion. What's converting? What's connecting and converting and and resonating with people? And it's this – i call it make your videos scratchy so it's just you know most of my videos i have this kind of this is a bit overkill but this little bendy tripod thing you can get little small handheld ones but you don't even need this i'll just just to prove the point get rid of it put your little finger under your thumb under your phone like so just so it's nice and held steady and just go there you go there's your film crew and people connect with that because they go oh this feels real if you look at most facebook ads these days they're all trying to get a little bit a bit selfie-based, why? Because it feels real, it feels like we did it, not some crew or there's a hidden agenda. It, it's, the, the walls have been broken down and it's, it's fascinating. It's just like everyone's a publisher now. But then yes. at the same talking, so is every idiot. And so is every, you know, like dodgy bastard and everything else. And it's like, how do we filter through this? Well, that's not a quick thing. You have to be the person that's going to be consistent and will consistently show up with organic content these fly by nights, go look at their, go look at their uh, organic pumped out content and it's bullshit. It's like branded kind of sh- shitty quotes and all that sort of shit. There's no scratchiness about it. It's like some kind of graphic designer's got their hands on it and shat on it and made it all feel corporate again. And there's no connection and it's, you know, it's like selfie, selfie video, selfie picture in your office, in your natural habitat, your natural environment. And you'll find way more connection with it with a, with a handful of people, and it will grow from there. And that's easier to do. And it's also like it liberates you as the business owner. You know, having mean? to hide behind all of this this bullshit, which is just a, a nightmare. Majority of my clients that I shop for were frustrated with me. I, I'll be, I, you know, I don't have i not got a lot of glaring testimonials. I was a fucking nuisance to them. Cause I said, no, we're not doing that. We're going to make it real. You've, you've helped me to make it real. And it was their, their, um, it was my client's personal development, if you will, the need to be perfect. The need to be seen a certain way. And I, and like, I'd be filming them and they'd say something a certain way. I say, say that again, but say it as yourself. Like Watson, yeah. you turned into some fucking bullshit character, stop doing it. And I'd get, I, got, I kept getting fired. So and but like, <laughs> then their videos were converting like you know, like like 20 million views, and I'm like, I made that. And then they'd get another agency to try and you know, Mark's a nuisance, is a pain in the ass to work with. It's like, really? Like, you're the person that's like causing this. I'm just trying to make sure you tell the fucking truth. So they'd get another agency, they'd do exactly what they were told, right? And the videos fucking bond. Like that's yeah. happened on on numerous times, man. It's it's weird. I'm like, you know, th- there's a bit of me that goes, yeah. I, I fucking told you. There's a bit of me that you know, I fucking told you, you know. But then you know, results speak volumes. You know, I don't need to say anything. They're like, shit. We called him a nuisance. We fired him. We tried to take it, and they took my fucking model as well. Applied. It said, copy what this guy's done. So they did, and they fucked it up on numerous occasions. And and they never converted. And they never went up. And I'm like, well, you know, like there you go. So and I was like was I bothered about it? I don't really give a shit. I was, I was, I was happy knowing that there was some evidence that I was right. That, yeah. that the theory was right. It's like, this is always an experiment. I'm like, God, we're onto something there. It's a shame. They can't, can't see that. And i just move on. You know, I'm like, I'm going to carry on doing it the way I I know works. Um, it's very interesting. It's, it's a wonderful time to be alive because I think we're going to see good people. Good people start to go, this makes sense to me. I want to do, I want to do my life this way. Um, and it's fun, it's freeing, it's very fulfilling. Um, it's much simpler and, you know, way less complex than anything else. you very rarely say, thank fuck that's over because you're aligning yourself with just about everything you say and do and be, and, um, and then it's just a case of, well, what's business really about? Um, well, profit, I'd argue it's about profit. Money, you know, that's one of the core aspects. But business can be about business can give you money. It can give you like time and energy uh, or freedom if you want. Or you, or it can be about impact. It can, you've got to choose which one's first. You got to, you got to pick. You can't have all three at the same time. You have to pick one because you've got to behave differently. I think the the best one to start with is money. Say that you want money. Say you need an, a particular amount of money every year. Don't worry about being fickle about it, Scott. I want this much money. Right? How are you going to get it? you're going to have to put time and energy in, you have to invest. And then you're going to have to like want to have impact in other people's lives. So it's this, it becomes this kind of sublime circle, but the measuring stick based on the time you put in and the impact you had is how much money you get. So if you've had, if you put enough time and energy in, if you've had enough impact, you'll get compensated. And then you can go again, the circle just gets bigger. And I said to people, start there. And then when you've got enough money, You can then go, well, what do I do now? It's like, well, I've got more money, so I've got choices. What do you do with that choice? What do you mean? Well, with your time and energy, what do you want to do? That's what you can spend the money on. Either outsourcing some shit you didn't want to do anymore and doing more of the shit that you want. Put your time and energy into that. What will happen? You'll have more impact. What will happen? You'll make more money. What will happen? You'll be able to put more time and energy in. What will happen? You'll have more impact. And the circle just starts becoming enormous. And you can stop it. You can contract it or expand it anytime you want. And people go, that makes a lot of fucking sense. And I go, yeah, so get cracking. Get giving. Yeah. Get putting yourself out there. Stop, like, stop bullshitting your people. Tell them, show them who you are. Let those who are going to judge you fuck off. And let those that are going to judge you in a way where they go, to want to get closer, go faster. Get them aligned with it. Two sex. Son, get Jeff in there. We live in a wild house. It's like with three young kids, a dog, Amazon every 10 minutes, my wife nipping in and out, homeschooling, you know what it's like, it's a,
0: hey,
1: it's a it's crazy easy it's easy. Easy time to be alive.
0: Yeah, this is reality. And you are? That I think this is reality. This is the way all of us are, are living and, and building and everything else, especially for anybody in the UK right now listening to this, we're all in lockdown. Yeah, it's the way things are in uh, January 2021 or February 2021. It,
2: it's There's six thousand four hundred and fifty-seven in sector twelve of lockdown. You know, <laughs> thanks, son. You say hello. You say hello. Guess what? There are four million people watching this.
0: <laughs>
1: <Go> on, <laughs>
0: son, thank you. Well,
2: goodbye. Thank <laughs> you much in point there case in point there's four million people watching it son and he's like i don't really want to be on it then there you go <laughs> <laughs> like, there's four million people Dude, if you could find a hundred of those to buy your shit you're 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 doing good like and we, you know i've got to i've got to get that out of him. you know it's like hey son everybody's watching you all the time don't worry about it be yourself you know yeah, yeah and it's
0: that on that point actually just very quickly the um it's interesting that we have uh, we've got a a 11 year old daughter and a seven year old son and um it's really interesting watching how they consume media like uh, and we're trying to a lot of their friends have access to things like TikTok and things like that and they have a real concept of things like virality and all this kind of stuff already at their very young age and, um, I mean, we're yeah. trying to keep them off all, like, things like TikTok platforms and stuff like that at the moment, which is a mission as a parent mm-hmm. to try and do that. But um, it's uh-huh. interesting, isn't it, when you yes. see when they still have the same hang-ups, like, oh, gosh, I'm going to get judged, I'm going to mm-hmm. get, and all this kind of stuff. We all have those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, um, our responsibility as parents to try and navigate them through that as they get older, because we can make an idiot of ourselves yeah. as kids Get home and it, like after school or whatever, and the, and the conversations ended, isn't it? But the but for them, it's twenty four seven, and yeah, it's a real challenge for them. I think mm-hmm. right now, I think it's a scary time. Uh, for them.
2: I still I, I still don't know what to make of it all. Um, I'm like mm-hmm. I'm I I'm am i seven, so I grew up without it, without yeah. the digital age, and then I I sort of uh, matured, if you will, twenties and thirties. Into that realm where this is a thing now, and then in the last, I, I would sort of say, you know, between 2010 and 2020 is where the internet came of age. You know, like mm. social media had begun, but it hadn't really like got cracking. You know, if you watch the growth of of Amazon, um, you know, Google, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, it, like all of it happened in the last decade. For the most part, yeah. like like it's, it's, it's meteoric. And then you've got your TikToks and your Snapchats kind of at the back end of that showing us sort of new things. And I'm like, what do we make of this? It's like, we can't make anything of it. It hasn't been around long enough, but what we do know is that this whole phenomenon of, of, you know, everybody's got one of these. Yeah. You know, everybody's got, got this in their pocket. Everybody's sort of as connected as you could be, but kind of uh, what's what, what, I'm, what i'm trying to say they're connected but there's no connection
0: yeah.
2: like it's everything's become sort of hollow we, we, that, that humans need to need human interaction all the time yeah. and then and if you live too, well, too long in these things in these devices it fucking messes you up you get a false sense of reality yeah. and it's a I, I read a thing it was a video actually i watched a video i can't remember who it was so i'd, I'd love to be able to sort of reference it but Basically, this guy was saying what the companies are trying to do is they're they're playing the long game. First, they tried to get it in our hands. They created the idea, and then they tried to get the thing in our hands. I know people that can't go for a shit without taking this. They have to. They have to. I'm going for a pool. I can't sit there just with my thoughts. I have to take this. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like, like that's an addiction. That is, that hey, is a hey, clear addiction, go. right? They can't leave. I'm not going yeah, they can't leave the house they can't go for a dog walk without this for the fear of panic and he said they've, they've succeeded in getting it in our hands and getting us using it so he said two the first two steps or three steps create it put it in their hands and get them to consistently use it to the point where they rely on it now look at what the third step the fourth step is they're getting us to wear it they're yeah. putting, you know, the the, the thing has become a wearable, it's become a watch, uh, uh, the Bluetooth kind of headphones, Google Glass never quite took off, but now there's wristbands for Fitbits and, and all these other things. And, and look at what Elon's sort of doing next. He's on about like getting it in you now with this Neuralink and these chips and these these next things. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like they're, te- they're taking the time. But what about where it gets to the point where like I've sort of ditched my Fitbit in a kind of revolution, I'm like, I don't know. You can't be that person that says I'm worried that they might track me. My my wife has been a, de- a well, was retired now a police detective for twenty years. She said everybody's being tracked to some degree if you have a contract. She said, you know, if, if someone went and murdered someone, the police can go to the companies and say we need that data. We need we're trying to find this person. You can get they can do that. You know what I mean? So and she said, you know, even if your SIM cards. If the battery's off, they can still track you with SIM card. So people complain, we're going to be tracked. It's like, dude, you've been tracked for 20, 30 years already. This is happening, right? We're plugged into it now and we're telling this system what's what. I don't know what to make of it with our kids. I don't know what my kids are going to make of their dad being on the internet, doing what he's been doing for 10 years in another 10 years time. They're going to go, dad, all my, ma-. like, this is a, this is a thing where I don't know how to process dad all my mates have been watching you. And I'm like, yes, yeah, son, this is who I am. These, are the, these words, I stand by them. And then his mates are gonna see it. And then are, they, are his mates gonna start taking the piss out of him based on what I do? I never knew what my dad used to do when I went around. Yeah. You know, so, and that, that weird sort of phase is gonna come in next. And I'm like, we better be okay with who we are because the next generation coming through are gonna be able to go back and see your digital footprint. So that's enough to put someone off You go oh, fuck. And I go, but at the same token, it's enough to say, right, let's get this right then, shall we? Let's tell the truth. Let's make sure that you are exactly who you want to be, not fake and pretend and trying to bullshit who you're not. Cause I said, if you try and be someone who you're not, and then people find out who you are, that's going to be a problem as well. If you try and be better, and say, I'm rich and windswept and interesting, like the internet marketing assholes that we see on there. And most, you know, they're broke or they're not all that they say they are. And then you find out that there's there's a problem with the truth. It's gotta be flipped. You're bollocks. So it is, I do not know what to make of it. I do not know where it's going. I have no idea what my kids are gonna be like at 47 years old when they're the same age as me. And they've had their whole lives like around this. My kids are into, Nintendo switch Fortnite, and um, rocket league, all these things. And, and the, the fortnight side of it, they can buy shit. They buy these skins or whatever the fuck it is. They basically, they can buy stuff from the store, the buy credits, and then you use your credits to, to sell. So they understand that. Um, and, and that they're all, they're addicted to it. They just fucking love it. it's like, it's their like, I don't want to take it away from them. We limit the time on it, but they're fucking into it. Like you would not believe like the, Passion behind it is is crazy, but at the same token, they've watched ready they've watched Ready Player One,
0: and if you haven't
2: watched Ready Player One, absolutely fucking watch Ready Player One because it it tells you a story about how to take time off from this stuff. It's it's like great for the kids, you know. It's like. shut the fucking matrix down once a once a week and spend some time snogging on a sofa and doing whatever you know like like the things that kids should be doing so it's um when you're plugged into it as a business person it's difficult to get out of it i I have a kind of i've had a love love love-hate relationship with it and i'm moving more towards a, a, a very much more balanced um sort of acceptance of it as it were and it's like hey dude it's not the internet that's a problem. It's not the phones that are a problem. It's not the, the shit that's on there. It's you. It's always you. You're the bottleneck. You are the key yeah. to all of this. It's like how you choose to play and respond and, and do the way the things you want to do on it. Um, I, I sort of think I'd love to get rid of my phone. I'd love to not be on the internet. And I think, is that even possible anymore? Is, it, is, it, is my life even possible? I'd probably have to fucking go live in a hook and just have some cows and some chickens and some crops that I grow. And I think, I don't think it's possible anymore. So it's like, don't make, you know, don't make it a big thing is what I say to myself, just, just live with it, but don't forget who I am in the process. And that comes back to what I do with stents and storytelling entrepreneurs. Use the damn shit, but don't let it use you, so to speak. Yeah. And that's easier said than said than done. It generally is it's, it is a, it is an, a, an addictive device an addictive process. And we've got, to, we've got to not forget what life is about, which is people and relationships with self and each other and community. And if you if you keep looking in those silos and leverage the internet and glue them together, something good can happen. But it's when we go, the internet's bad, we should live in real life. It's like real life's not all it's cracked up to be sometimes, right? Without the internet, it's easy, it's better, it's good. So if we can kind of merge them in a balanced way, we win. We win, as, we win as humans, you know, that's how it's gonna work. And I hope our kids, I think our kids will get it right. I think they'll look back and go, you fucking idiots. You absolute demented set of fucking idiots. Like what were you up to? And our kids yeah. will get it, i will, will design it right. But only, only if we go old school, if us adults that are older and a bit grayer go old school and remind our kids to be kids still and to play and to be and it's okay to fuck up and all this type of stuff you know like we sort of said earlier fuck cancel culture how would you ever make any progress if you have this thing called cancel culture going around you don't do anything you'll never do anything you never say anything i'm like how do you get over some How how do you get out there if this shit like that happens and i'm like you own everything that you've said and you keep growing and you keep evolving. I have said some of the dumbest shit ever online and wrote some of the dumbest shit and it's still out there. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm flawed. Like I'm trying to grow, I'm trying, I'm allowed to change my mind. I'm allowed to work this through. Well, we're canceling you. Well, I'm fucking canceling you. Fuck off, what are you gonna do about it? You know, you're an idiot. I'm an idiot. We're, we're all morons on the internet trying to figure this out. It's like, you know, it's shag one sheep. You know, <laughs> make one mistake. <laughs> And then you're labeled for life and it's like, I'm trying to be better. You know, <laughs> ah, Just Jesus, man, like we got to be allowed to, to be, you know, to, to move forward and progress and forgiveness and tolerance and, and trying and fucking up. It's like this is how we got here. It's like it can't be different going forward. That's the that's what evolution is. It's messy, you know, and your business and yourself, your personal development and your relationship with all this thing. It's not different it is genuinely no different it's a it's a mess it genuinely is like like my office right now which is a fucking shit hole because <laughs> i've been ripping it out putting new stuff in and trying to work around it it's quite funny i was like should i tidy up before i get on with lee and kate it's like ah who's who's saying that and i'm like yeah. some perfect dude was worried about being judged And i'm like and that voice never goes away i just know to ignore him it's like shut up dickhead Are you on your way, you have no place here other than to remind me what to do, you know?
0: Mark, I think you're, I th- you're, you're right. And I think that's a really important, I think it's, uh, loads of what you said on this episode is just just needs to be said and heard by by people in business and so on. And I think that um, is is such an important message because there's, there's a lot of fakery, there's a lot of unreasonable standards that we put on ourselves and other people put on other people and all this kind of stuff. And fundamentally, as anybody that watches or listens to this podcast will attest, you—it's it, just about taking action. Just get it done. Be authentic and do your stuff. And I think out of the whole this episode, that's a core message that you can see all the way through everything that you represent. It's—it's it's be true to who you are, really, and and that that yeah. helps a lot a long way in getting this stuff done. So, yeah. Mark, where um. Anybody listening to this, finding you for the first time, how can they find you? What's what's the best way to connect with you and learn more about? Basically, follow the journey that you were suggesting. Look, go out and do your research about you before even asking you anything. So, how what's the best way for people to find you? Well,
2: befriend me on Facebook, and you'll see that you'll see all of my personality there, and then you can choose whether I'm someone you want to listen to. I have a personal profile. My name is Mark Whitehand and it's like, why are you sending them to your business stuff? I'm like, like, like come and find out whether I'm for you or not. Like, and everything I put on my personal profile is just an extension of me. I have a free Facebook group called Storytelling Entrepreneurs. Our website doesn't exist. Our email list doesn't exist. Our funnel doesn't exist. Our business pages are pathetic. You know, I do it through personality and it's like, hey, the personal profiles where it's got to go. So I let them choose like, this guy's a dickhead, unfriend. Like, <laughs> you know? And so we've done that for five years, but we've realized we can't scale. So, so we, we, so now what we're doing is we're adapting into this business landscape. So we're building our website, building our business pages, all that type of stuff, but not losing me in the process. So for now, cause we're in transition with it all. And we've, we've got away with it and made a fuck ton of money doing it and it's been good and made a, a lot of progress but just follow me, just befriend me, say, Hey, I heard you on, you know, Lee and Kate's podcast. I thought it was good. Just send a message if you want, or just send a friend request. And as long as you don't look like an unfake, as long as you don't look like a fake person, you know, if it's, you can always tell them there's no mutual friends. The profile looks a bit weird. It says four X on it. It's like, right. Fuck off. I'm not interested. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's always the same people that have those fake profiles, but for everybody else, just befriend me on Facebook. I'll accept your friend request or, or follow me. If you want, you can join my group, Storytelling Entrepreneurs on Facebook. Facebook, It's free, you just answer three questions to get in. That's it, that's all there is. Um, and you'll find out everything, if you want, about me, how I am, and maybe something will resonate and connect one day, and maybe it won't, and that's a good thing, both of those things. So yeah, that's that's what I teach and that's what I do. <laughs> you awesome. know. It's, a, it's it's the complete opposite to what everyone says, grow this. And all this yeah. stuff, and I'm like, yeah, you should do that, but you can grow this just with the personal profile, you know.
0: Yeah, love it. Uh, it's not I the just,
2: best business advice compared to every mentor there. It's 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 frowned upon, but that's only frowned upon if you want to scale, and we want to scale. So it'll change as we go, but for now, that's the best way to do it.
0: Well that's business as well, right? You you figure out one thing that works, you you get that spinning as fast as you can, then you move on to the next and you add and you add and you add. But no, this has been um fantastic. Uh, loved it. Uh, and uh we've been chatting away now for nearly two hours and uh yeah, I think there's been a lot of use. Um you've got yeah. us and you've definitely got me and Kate thinking and um and probably many of our audience, so it's really appreciated. So Thank
2: you for today. It's been brilliant. Awesome. You're welcome. Thanks, Leah. I really appreciate it. And um, um, it's, it's been fun. It's been really good fun. I hope people get something out of it. Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Good man.